All right, and welcome back to the show. This is Rico with Real Talk Sports, and today we'll be talking about All-Star Weekend. So, you know, without further ado, let's kind of jump into the content. So, you know, I just think that it's been pretty exciting thus far. Um, did get a chance here to take a look at the uh, dunk contest, the three-point contest. So I'll start there. Um, <clears throat> you know, first and foremost with the dunk contest, you know, I thought that it was is actually pretty spectacular you know when i look at derrick jones jr and the way he's able to jump out of the gym i had the pleasure of actually going out to the summer league and watching this guy and when you see him i mean he's just he's tall he's lanky but when you see his ups and you see how easy it is for him to get up and get to the rim i've always said that if he were ever to get a consistent jump shot i think we would definitely be talking about this kid a lot more um, and I know this is his second stint with the Miami Heat. And so when I look at the show that he put on, I thought it was just absolutely spectacular. It was effortless. And when I look at Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon has always excelled at dunking the basketball. I think back to the days when he played for uh, Arizona and how dynamic he was on the court. And I think about how easy and effortless it was for him to get to the rim it doesn't surprise me that these two put on an absolute show you know and when it came down to the to the bottom line to the ending dunk you know i know that derrick jones jr pulls off the windmill at the end but you have to take in consideration that this guy was basically at 50s throughout the contest you know it would have been tough for me to to really go with him i know aaron gordon has won it before but my thing is with Aaron Gordon, what I, I thought maybe should have gotten a, probably a point or two more was the fact that he jumped over Taco Fell. You know, a 7-5. I thought he's he's actually probably 7-7 seven, seven if, you know, he lifts his arms and stuff like that. But, and I really hope that he gets his playing time in Boston. I think that that's soon to come for him. But the fact that he was able to jump over him and finish the dunk, like... I, it's hard to say that he shouldn't. I think he definitely got more than a 47 on that dunk. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, I don't know if it's, I'd have to go back and do my research, but maybe for the first time in NBA history, you know, I'm not sure. But I think, to be honest with you, it should have actually ended in a tie. Because when you look at just, like I said, every dunk, every round, you know, I just think that they were just, just pound for pound, blow for blow. I think every dunk was just spectacular, man. And, you know, when people look at the dunk contest, it's not always about, okay, could you do some kind of crazy dunk? Like, <laughs> for instance, NBA Live, I remember they had a, a dunk contest on there where you could, like, throw it off the the uh, the, elect the, the electrical board in the stadium and then catch it and dunk and stuff like that. Like, obviously, things like that, that would be just incredible if somebody could actually do a dunk like that so hint hint to somebody who wants to try that in the 2021 <laughs> uh, dunk contest but it, here realistically when you look at this and you look at this contest man I just think that it's it's one of those things where you know I think the judges were put in a tough situation um you know I, I listened to Kenny Smith you know he's going at, at, at D Wade throughout the contest and Candace Parker you know Scotty Pippen and those guys over there they had a, a tough and common, you know, just had a tough, 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 man, contest because it's like with those two guys, man, they just, it's spectacular. It's spectacular and it, it's, it's special because 
you look at the way that the dunks were, were done, it's not anything that we haven't really seen before, it's just how they do the dunks. You know, when you look at the dunk contest, it's more, it's more entertainment now, you know what I mean? So it, it's back in the day, nobody thought about bringing out capes, you know, shout out to uh, Dwight Howard coming back with the Superman look. I definitely appreciate that. And shout out to Pat Covington too, man. You know, nobody wanted to give Pat Covington any credit as well, man. And looking at this kid out of Notre Dame, you know, I, I saw him play um, pretty well on that Final Four team. Um, I think they made the Final Four a grade eight. I have to go back and take a look at it. But he was he was a big part of that team. And I personally didn't know he could jump like that, man. And the fact that he actually jumped over Giannis and he jumped over um, a, a baseball player as well, I'm surprised he didn't advance, man, because to be honest with you, man, one of his dunks was spectacular. You know, the fact that he, I think he jumped over, uh, was a Giannis on that one, jumped over Giannis and then he smacked the board and dunked it, man. I thought he should have got a lot more credit for those kind of dunks. So, you know, shout out to Pat Covington and the Bucks, man. They're kind of doing their thing this year, but I definitely think that he should have advanced, man. But, uh, you know, just just going back to it again, man, it's, it's just more of an entertainment now. It's more of one of those things. It's less about, you know, what type of dunks you're doing. You know, it's not one of those kind of things where you have to go out there and you have to do some dunks that that we've never seen before. I think, you know, you get a lot of more you get a lot more hype. You get a lot more points, man. It's just how you pull off those dunks. I think that's what kind of makes it spectacular. So, you know, shout out to that dunk contest. Again, I think it's one of the best dunk contests that there's there's been really in a while. You know, thinking back to like Vince Carter and how wonderful he looked and stuff like that, how graceful he was, you know, hanging, hanging with the one arm out of the rim and stuff like that. You know, these guys definitely put on a show, bananas. And like I said, either way, you know, if you're with Derek uh, Jones Jr., cool. If you're with Aaron Gordon, I'm cool with that too because like I said, either way, I think that they both put on a show. So that's my kind of view on the dunk contest. And then sliding over to the three-point contest, I got to give a shout out to Buddy Hill, man, because, you know, yes, he won it. He's the first um, Kings player to win it since Pages Stoyakovic. You know, Pages Stoyakovic, if you don't know, um, he was an excellent Kings player at the time, a Sacramento Kings player, um, when the Kings were actually challenging the Lakers back then. You know, they had Mike Bibby, they had him, they had Chris Webber, uh, they had Vladi Divox, you know, and that was a team that was very special. You know, when they when it came down to it, they just, you know, just mentally, man, they just couldn't get over that hurdle uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. But they certainly gave, gave it a good fight. And so... You know, when I look at Peja and how he won his contest and I look at Buddy Hill, you know, here's a kid that he actually got traded from OKC over to Sacramento. And, you know, coming out of, I believe it's uh, Oklahoma, you know, I thought that he was I thought that he was he was good. I thought he was a stud. But I thought when he first got to the league, you know, he kind of he was kind of trending in a way that it was going to be a player that just kind of bottomed out man but he's really found himself since he's been over there with De'Aaron Fox you know in that system and playing well and now that the game has kind of opened up a lot more to where we have a lot more three-point shooting is something that's favorable for Buddy Hill so you know I wasn't it, it is a little bit of a shock that he wanted like over guys that had been in there you know especially when you look at guys like Trey Young um, when you look at that special money ball that they have, that's like just a, a tad bit outside the three-point line, 
you know, Trey Young and guys like Devin Booker, you know, who's gone for like 60 plus in games, stuff like that. You know, I thought that these guys would excel. So it, it didn't really it didn't really surprise me that at the end it came down to him and Devin Booker. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was kind of interesting, man, because I really didn't have him actually being in the finals. I thought my, my hometown boy, uh, Zach Levine, I thought he was going to actually make it. But, no, unfortunately, he didn't make it. But he still put on a good show. But you know, I got to put a shout out to Buddy Hill, man. You know, he just really came out there and he's really turning into a pro's pro. You know, just a lot more focused, man. And uh, his shot is effortless, man. It's really effortless. So, you know, it was a pretty good contest. Um, you know, that was my only shocker, really, is I thought that my boy Zach Levine would probably go a little bit further in it. But, you know, shout out to, to Buddy Hill, man, and, and the Sacramento Kings having somebody actually win that contest, man. So that was that was really cool. And so, you know, shifting focus, let me get back here now to uh, the Rising Stars Challenge. So when I look at the Rising Stars Challenge, I know Team USA took it. You know, what was really the storyline for me is uh, Zion Williams, man. Like, dude, that was my first time really taking a look at Zion. And I know it's kind of like, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, I mean, I know it's like we're looking at all-star, you know, weekend and we're looking at, okay, you know, it was a lot of guys out there that was traveling and all kinds of stuff like that, man. But when you look at how effortless it is for Zion, man, to get to the cup and how people like kind of bounce off of him and stuff like that and the crazy stuff that he's catching, like, dude, if Zion Williams gets a jumper, and I know we say that a lot, like some people can jump, but they have no jumper. Some people have a jumper, but they, they can't really jump or, you know, some people defend well but they can't score. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people pass well, but they can't really do anything else. It's true, true facts, true facts. And so when I look at um, Zion, man, I'm like, dude, if Zion, man, if he just, I know that, you know, a lot of people saying like the weight is another concern too, but if he can maybe drop a little bit there and then also too, he's able to come out, man, and just, and get a jump shot. I mean, clearly, I think he's going to be the next maybe torch carrier in our game, man, because, I mean, I think he was just fantastic to me. You know, I mean, I know he wasn't he won't go down as like a top performer as I'm looking through the stats like R.J. Barrett, who showed that he actually has a, a lot smoother game than I thought, too, man. I liked his I liked his ability to get to the cup. You know, he was definitely smooth with that. Yes, he's a left hander. So the shot was was falling and everything like that. So. You know, just a lot, a lot of young talent in our game, man. And I think that when you look at a guy like Zion, RJ Barrett, you know, Trey Young, who's a first time all-star. So shout out to him. You know, I think that you're looking at situations, man, where our game is or the NBA game, I should say, like our game, like I'm playing, like the NBA game is becoming a, a bit more um more it's becoming more of a youthful game and it's becoming more youthful in the sense that now, you know, it used to be guys were specialists, right? Like you used to have guys that, you know, you put him in the game to defend or you put this guy in the game because you wanted him to be a creator, right? Or, you know, you needed to have a big man down there to, you know, board for you or you need somebody to kind of impose the will on the post um, or you needed a guy who was a three-point corner specialist and stuff like that. Really what I'm seeing um, in this this Rising Stars Challenge game is just it's becoming more of an open game. It's more of an open game where you see guys, um, again, just coming down, pulling up 
from 40 confidently and, and kind of knocking stuff down like that. You know what I mean? Or like when they go into the paint, man, it's more or less they're going into the paint aggressively to try to to try to either get to the rack or dunk on you. And it's not necessarily a game where you're looking at a situation where they're saying, hey, we want you to go ahead and post up. We're running a whole bunch of set plays and things like that. Like that's not how today's NBA game is played. And I love that the fact that you're seeing too, when it's the U.S. versus the world, you know, for years, and I think still it, that that uh, that uh, how can you say it? That correlation or that comparison. We don't have that comparison like we used to in the in the past, where it was basically like when you go over to see people play overseas or you go over to Europe. People would say that, hey, that game is actually played a little bit different than what you see here in the States. Now, I think you're you're actually seeing the combination of the two. And it's over here in the U.S. game now. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing a lot more big men that can come out and shoot it. This was something that was more of an international thing. Now it's it's a global thing, you know, because like I was just saying before, there is no such thing as just a guy that's really good on the block. Now, you know, if a guy is decent on the block, it, for the most part, it, it, one of his main strengths is he's able to go out and actually shoot the three ball. You know, you take a look at the, the Joker that plays for Denver. It's like, sure, he can score in the post, but a lot of his stuff actually comes from the top of the key. Or from the perimeter, you know, when he's coming down, he's throwing passes, stuff like that. Or he's hitting a three-point shot and then kind of going inside on you. You know, that's kind of where the game is going, man. So when I look at it, man, and I look at these stats and stuff like that, and again, I know it's an all-star weekend. You know, you look at uh, Zion, there was 7 of 11. You look at Trey Young, 7 of 13. You know, and Jay, Jay Morant. Another guy that I'm highly, highly love his game. I know he didn't shoot the ball necessarily that well, but when you look at his game long term, man, I think that that guy, to me, he plays a lot like kind of what a Russell Westbrook is, but it's a lot more, it's a lot more controlled, man. It's a lot more controlled and nothing against Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is a hell of a player, but Jay Morant. He, I think he's going to be able to get those triple doubles and things like that. But the one thing I love about him is he's able to shoot that rock. He's able to shoot that rock just a tad bit more. And I think when you look at what Memphis is 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 really becoming and what they're kind of putting around him, I think that that's going to be a hell of a player in the future. I really, really do. I like his his I like his game and I like where he's going. And you know, another thing that I was looking at too is uh, this kid Kendrick Nunn, man, undrafted, hungry playing for the Heat. The Heat are playing absolutely well. Here's a guy at the shooting guard position that I'm telling you what, man, coming out of Chicago, and that's one thing I like about that too, is he's coming out of Chicago. So the guy's definitely, he's a tough player, you know, kind of like, um, kind of like what, what Beverly is, what Patrick Beverly is. And I think the Heat really got a gym because of that. I really do. I think that they have a gym because of that. This is a guy that's fearless, shoots the ball well. I mean, I, I can recall him just coming down and launching a 40-footer and just, bam. It's like nothing happened, man. And I mean, I really like the fact that that kid is young. And I really like the fact that the Heat, again, what they're building around that kid, I think he's going to be good too. So, I mean, it was just a beautiful thing, man, taking a look at this Worlds versus US 18. Um, again, man, I just think that so much youth in this game and kind of where the game is going. 
It's a fabulous thing right now if you're an NBA fan, man. So, and we didn't even talk about like Luka Doncic, who, yeah, I mean, he's six of 11, you know, at four from nine for the three point line, but what he's doing for the, the Mavericks and then also to what he's doing for the game. Again, you're looking at a kid that, again, they start by shooting the three well. Guy's got a little bit of trickery inside. You know, it can take you to the right, can take you to the left. He can dunk it. He can pass it. He can rebound it. Triple doubles. It's funny now because back in the day, we used to look at it and say, well, we look at the big O, Oscar Robinson, and like it was like, okay, here's a guard that was actually averaging damn near or was averaging a triple double. It's interesting now that when you look in the NBA, is so many guards now that have so many so many assets of the game like you know we used to look at a point guard as a point guard is just somebody that just comes down the court you know he can distribute he's like your quarterback on the floor now a lot of times man you look at these point guards you look at these two guards your point guards your two guards they can do just about anything man they can rebound it they can pass it you know they can shoot it you know they can defend it all kinds of things there's so much more of a threat now because they can basically affect the game in all three phases. And when I like when you look at that from an from an NBA fan standpoint, you know, it's gotta be exciting because you know that's where you get the high scores, that's where you get the explosive plays. Um, that's where you really see a lot more passion and you really get to see a lot more as to what what guys kind of bring to the table and stuff like that. So, you know, again, that's that's kind of my 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 spiel and kind of what I'm seeing here over the weekend and stuff like that. Really looking forward for this all-star, um, this all-star weekend game coming up here. I know that's today here at five. So, you know, the one thing that really stands out as we shift gears now to the all-star game is the fact that we have the starters or we have actually all-stars here that are playing for the first time. So we have the first time since 2009, 2010. So I was taking a look here. As some of the stats is that we're having new players come on and so you know that's really special because right now you know i just went over the segment here basically talking about how youthful the game is being and everything like that and you're going to see this this new youth movement you know and we're going to see a lot of these players that like a trey young like a, a donkage you know um like zion williams people like that you're going to start seeing them more so in the all-star game and you're going to start to see some of those those older players now are going to start to kind of fizzle out. So, you know, it's a new transition. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to this all-star game. Um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting format now, you know, especially when I'm looking at the fact that they're going to reset the score um, after each quarter. You know, I think that that's certainly going to make it more of a competitive contest. I think that that's kind of what the NBA wanted to do. They wanted to make it more competitive. Um, you know, I know that they've added incentives into it and stuff like that, but um, I personally have watched the All-Star game, you know, pretty much where it's just been when it was just, OK, we're just going to play around until the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we didn't really care. You know, there were some people that elected to drop out of it, stuff like that. And now I'm curious to see what happens here with this All-Star game, you know, now that they have something where. It will reset every quarter and then they also have um they have a new ending to it which i'd have to do my homework on it but i know that this is something that um it's something that you see when it comes down to like the um the the, the national tournament that comes on espn um and how you have those those altered endings or something like that but 
you know, I'm curious to see that. Um, yeah, it's an Elam style finish is what it's called. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes and what that really means here in relation to the All-Star game and the format. But, you know, I could care either way who wins this game. You know, I'm just curious to see, you know, at what point will they get competitive? That's the only thing that I can think of, man, is, is what point does, does the All-Star game turn competitive? You know, is this one of those things where... You know, are we going to be just kind of filling it out through the, the the quarters and then, you know, let's find out here at the end. So I'm curious to see how the players will, you know, kind of adapt and kind of take this thing on here. So um, and it says the winner is determined by the target score of the total points team and the lead score in the first three quarters plus 24. So that is what the the new all star game format is supposed to be. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm curious to see what this is about. You know, I know people have played in this game before. Kind of like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I am kind of curious to see what the young players, you know, how they respond. You know, you look at guys like uh, Luka Doncic. It's his first time in the game. Um, you know, so curious to see him. Um, you know, Jason Tatum, who's actually had a fabulous season. See how curious it is for him. Brandon Ingram, who I know the Pelicans got in a steal. And I told everybody that this was going to be a steal. You know, and I'm going to say it here first that, yes, the New England, or New England, <laughs> the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, when I look at them, they're the team that I think is going to really, really grow here over the, the, the next couple of years. I think that when you look at that trade that took place between the Lakers and the Pelicans, you know, I, I do agree with most here that this is almost the repeat of what the Nets did with Boston. And I think this is really going to open up the Pelicans for the long term. And I know that they've already got the steal here with Brandon Ingram. It looks like they hit the right mark with getting Zion Williams. And now it's just going to be a question of what will they be able to do with their guard play? You know, they've got to figure out what they want to do with Lonzo and those other guys. But they have a ton of draft picks and that direction of that franchise is, is going up and up and up. And so when you look at the Lakers in comparison right now, you look at what they're doing right now. It, it's working. You know, they're top of the West or whatever the case may be. But if they do not win a championship, it is going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. And I can see things kind of going down as time goes along because the players are much older and they've given up a lot of their youth by trading it away to the Pelicans. But that's another topic. So, and another person I'm looking forward to is uh, is Bam, Big Bam Abayu from the Heat. You know, there's another guy coming out of Kentucky. He was... He was decent. He was okay. But when he got to Miami, you know, he had to, to take his time and sit behind um, Hashim Whiteside. And so now that I look at him becoming an all-star, he did win the skills challenge and everything like that. So, you know, curious to see what he does. You know, your Trey Young's his first time out there. So, you know, really, really curious to see how these guys do with this uh, ending and everything else. So, you know, with that being said, you know, that's kind of all that I have to talk about as we talked a little bit here about All-Star Weekend, um, you know, and just basically the games, and uh, teams, the setup, stuff like that. So I know I hope you guys enjoy the All-Star Weekend. We'll definitely be back with another show, uh, different topics here. So in the meantime, enjoy the game. Appreciate the listeners. Appreciate the views. And we will be back. This is Rico with Real Talk Sports. We'll come at you again next week.